Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by O-Face team member, Bree. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today, Bree. So this is your third time on the show. Last time when we did that WrestleMania predictions, and then of course, you know, the Ember Moon spotlight episode. Mm -hmm. So today, because we did one with, um, Oh, with Christy. Uh, What was that one? That was, it was the um, empty arena situation. So, yeah, your fourth time. I totally forgot about that episode. Yeah, dude, it's almost like I'm a veteran well, at this point. Because I feel like you, cause we talked about that um, whole basically the same thing on mm-hmm. uh, last night's episode when we guessed it on Heel Heat Podcast. I kind of, I think I might have blended them in together in my mind. But, um, so t- yep. Yeah, pretty much the same thing, I feel like, other than minus, you know, the roster cuts and all that kind of stuff. But uh, today we're talking about an episode that I'm extremely excited about. We kind of been talking about this for a few months now. I think I reached out to you like two or three months ago about doing this. We're doing um, uh, a Lacey Lane, uh, a.k.a. Caden Carter spotlight um, episode. And the reason I just don't straight up call her Caden Carter because she's only been known as Caden Carter for a few months now on um, in NXT because she was, I don't know if Lacey Lane is her actual legit birth name. Um, it's oh, not. Her name is actually Lisa. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, so, but she was known as Lacey Lane on the independent circuit. And then when she first signed with WWE and, you know, was a part of the Mae Young Classic and all, she was Lacey Lane. So I just naturally still call her Lacey Lane. And I, I feel more, I, I like saying that it just feels more natural to me. Like I call it um, Ember Moon Athena for the longest time. So it just, it comes natural, but I'm also going to mention Caden Carter because some people actually don't know her as um, Lacey Lane. But yeah. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, I, we've been talking about this for a few months now and I've been really wanting to do this because I am a huge Caden um, Carter fan. And I feel like she has all the talent in the world and she deserves a spotlight. Cause guess what? I've only seen one other podcast actually do a spotlight video on her. Oh, wow. Only one? Only one. I'm sure there's others. I've just only come across one. I haven't actually looked at the same time, but you know, I see spotlight videos all the time for Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch and, Ronda Rousey and all these other women and I'm like you know where's the love for Caden Carter you know so and she's actually like top five for me too like she's really been climbing the ranks and I I just really want to talk about her um and hopefully one day actually have her on the show I've actually tweeted her I don't know if she's even seen the tweet but I would love to have her she's one of the you know top three that I want on the show one day up there with Ember Moon and Holiday pretty cool we can only hope. We can only hope. Hopefully she actually sees us too. That would, that would be, you know, really dope. Be really cool. And it That'd sucks be cool. because normally when we do spotlight episodes, I wear, you know, their shirts, their merch. Well, she doesn't have any merch or anything for WWE yet. I'm sure she probably has some from the, you know, when she was on the indies. Right. So. She has any merch. That's very interesting that she brought up that. She she might have some old merch from back in the day. So, if by chance Caden Carter is watching this episode, if you still have any old shirts or some eight by tens, you know, just DM me. In my way. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been on like a little. You don't see nothing. 
Yeah, I don't actually see, and you know what, it's difficult, because, you know, yeah, because she sh shows up as Caden, I don't see her on the, on the actual website. I mean, she's been getting more TV time lately, so I think it's only a matter of time before they just bring out some shirts. Yeah. But it's like, only a matter of time. Yeah, but if, like I said, if she's... If she's seeing this episode and she wants to sell me some old, you know, Lacey Lane shirts from the Indies, I'm more than happy to buy it or eight by tens or whatever. How cool would that be if you got one from her? I know. I just, I'll just randomly get a DM, you know, the day it posted this episode. So. Right. So let's start and, you know, let's start with this. Let's educate some of our listeners a little bit about, you know, uh, Kate and Carter and what we've learned from her. So let's start with you. Like, so what did you dig up about Kate and Carter? So um, I think the first time that I actually saw her on TV, basically kind of give some backstory, was um, she had a match with Bianca back in December of last year. And that was kind of the first time that I think me and my boyfriend had uh, seen her on TV. And like most folks that we kind of see come in and out of NXT or in and out of Raw, who may have been like just there as like, you know, filling in jobber type situation. We're just looking up people that we see because they'll sometimes people come back and then they make a bigger splash and so on and so forth. So looked her up and saw that um, she went to Shaw University, which um, anyone watches this podcast is from Raleigh. You know where that is. It's in downtown. So it's actually really cool to, you know, know that someone like, used to live in your state as someone who's like famous or been a part of the wrestling scene as a part of your country or um, part of your state. It, it really does kind of um, do a lot for you as a fan, at least for me personally. Um, the things that I know about her is I know that when we had, um, we talked about doing the podcast, funny story, because um, you and me DM'd about it and you were like, hey, you want to do a Lacey podcast? And I was like, why would we do a Lacey podcast? Not to say that we, I don't like Southern Belle Lacey, but I was just like, this is so random. And it's like, I don't really know much about Lacey. And he was like, no, that's Kaden. And I was like, I had no idea that was her name. So <laughs> now I'm even in a deeper rabbit hole because I'm thinking you want to have a whole podcast about uh, Lacey Evans. And I was like, wait, I thought her name was Lacey Evans. He was like, no, that's Kaden Carter. <laughs> so apparently WWE made a change your name at some point. So um Lacey is a Filipino American woman um woman of color who trained at the uh, team 3D Academy uh, of professional wrestling which I believe has four TNA alumni and including her three WWE alumni one being I think a referee um and she has a lucha strong style with um and you kind of know what that is. Um, uh, Antonio Ikoni, Inoki. I know I've pronounced his name wrong, but New Japan's, um, I think he was his vice president. It's still their vice president. Basically calls, calls this like wrestling as a combat sport. So you'll see a lot of kicks and strikes. Um, it incorporates a lot of the uh, martial arts disciplines. Uh, and it's big on submissions. So it's something that you'll see when you're watching Caden's um, 
put people in submissions, people put her in submissions. And I think that kind of, you know, called back to that Lucha Strong style. Um, it's similar to what uh, Shinsuke Nakamura kind of brought to WWE. Um, and she mentioned in an interview that some of her colleagues before she went to uh, Mexico, um, to give some backstory on that in a minute, um, told her that that Lucha Libre style would uh, be a nice little addition to her skills as a wrestler. So the rest is history. So reason why she went to Mexico was that she had a tryout with the WWE Performance Center in February of 2017. Um, and she was offered a position, or you know, she was offered a contract. And then unfortunately, um, you know, they have to do examinations and found out she had authorized in her knee and basically at that point they cannot take you as a wrestler if you're not in like tip-top shape or at least at that point they could not and it was I'm sure that was really devastating for her because you know trying to be a wrestler and if you want to do therapy to strengthen your knee I mean that takes months of work I would think she, I think she said it was about four months of very hard work that she's not doing jobs she's not she's you know maybe passing up on certain opportunities because you know yeah at the WWE is kind of like you know that's that's the big behemoth and you you once you get a contract from them or you have an opportunity I mean it's something that you do go for um after I think she did her um initial <clears throat> um rehab rehabilitation she went to join um, I gotta remember the name of it, but it was like a something uh, Lucha Libre. It's a, a professional wrestling company um, in Mexico, and is it AAA? Their, um, I know there's Lucha Underground and there's AAA that are like I don't. AAA is the popular AAA. one. I want to say that it's yours. Looks like we're both reaching for our phone to find this. The crash. That's what it was. I was like, I know it's not AAA, even though they did mention it. Uh, but he went and did work, um, in for that company and, and won their women's title, which is pretty big. Um, so, you know, as it seems, when you have people that are in the indies that are winning a lot of um, championships and making a lot of splashes in different promotions, WWE does pay attention to that. So she was a part of Pro Wrestling 2.0, Ignite Wrestling, American Combat Wrestling, Full Throttle Wrestling, uh, Go Wrestle, Platinum Pro, and Major League Wrestling. And I think a few of those have some WWE um, alumni as well. So... Went back, did another, um, you know, audition for the Performance Center. And, and at that point, she was accepted to be a part of a, the NXT and went on her tour. And, you know, the rest is history. I think she had, um, you know, I'm sure it was pretty devastating to see, you know, that, that opportunity for WWE kind of like flash before your eyes. But, you know, her determination to get back in the ring and get back fighting obviously shows through her wrestling shows through her life she's a very persevering lady um and rehabbed herself you know to do wwe again some people may have not have done that um 
And, you know, then took part in the May Young Classic and, you know, has been on TV since 2008 up until about, you know, around this time. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I thought she had a match, or she has a match tonight. You know, it's like a Wednesday. So she's getting a lot more TV time. Mm-hmm. So I think more people are watching. And that's, that's a really, that's a really good, cool thing for, you know, this five foot two basketball player that came from Florida and, and went to college in, in North Carolina. It's it's very, very interesting to always look back on the history of people and how they've gotten from where they were to where they are now. Oh yeah. And I kind of want to see like WWE start like making more documentaries about like wrestlers like this on their network. Like wrestlers who started out from the Indies. Like I want to learn more about their story and stuff like that. Like you know, Kate and Carter being one of them, like, I would love for them to do a documentary on her, you know, Ember Moon, just wrestlers like, because the thing is, though, a lot of these wrestlers who come from the indie circuit, people don't understand how hard it is, like, you, I mean, I don't know, every promotion is different how much they pay you, but I've seen, when I heard Ember Moon's story, she was getting paid, like, $15 a match, you know, like, it's, it's terrible pay, (laughs) Wrestlers will drive like four or five hours to go make fifteen bucks wrestle a match, come home. Like it's crazy, and like that—that that is determination and dedication. You know, like you are working your butt off for little pay. You're probably not getting much sleep. You know, you, God knows what time you um, have to wake up for work the next day, and you don't know where it's going to go. It's not guaranteed. It, it, you know, because for the longest time, WWE was it. Like, you know, I mean, there was impact for a while, but I, I, I'm sure the pay there isn't nowhere near WWE. So it's like WWE was it, and, you know, and it ain't easy getting the WWE, I will say. It is not yeah. easy, especially, like, for the women because there's less women than men in the company. Mm-hmm. And the longest time they were, you know, pretty judgmental with, you know, the way the female women looked and stuff like that. And I, that's a point I want to make about Caden Carter too. Um, when I first noticed her, cause I feel, I feel kind of ashamed that I did not hear about her until she signed with WWE. Cause like I mentioned before the recording, I'm a big fan of women dressing on the independent circuit mm-hmm. and how she, you know, slipped by without me noticing, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, also another thing I mentioned, she was only like really wrestling on Indies for like two years. So she wasn't one of those who wrestlers who's been there for five plus years, who's, you know, really kind of, you know, made a lot of noise and, and all. Um, but the thing is, when I first saw it, the thing that stood out was her look. She has, you know, the hair and then all the tattoos. And that's the thing is you don't see many women in WWE with covered in tattoos like that. You don't. And that really stood out to me because I like tattoos and I think her tattoos are so dope. And it's like, I'm, I remember thinking, I'm like, I remember being like really impressed and really happy. I'm like, I can't believe WWE signed someone like this. But at the same time, I'm like, they really did this. Like, I would have never known they would really, you know, go for that because they, I mean, they've been um, a lot more diverse with, you know, wrestlers they brought in in the past. Like, I mean, Aleister Black has a lot of tattoos too, but I've never seen them do that with a female, you know, mm-hmm. and I like that. And, I really hope that, you know, someone like Caden Carter, like, I really hope that this this opens doors for other women down the road, you know, other women who have these unique looks and 
you know, all the tattoos and piercings and stuff like that. Like, I really hope that, you know, this can really lead to other women getting opportunities. And I think that Caden Carter can be the one to, you know, to carry the torch and, you know, lead the way because Mm -hmm. we've seen WWE come a long way from, you know, the different kind of women before it was the models, the blondes. And then you started seeing like women like Paige who have like the goth look and then, you know, stuff like that now we're seeing you know someone who's you know coming in with all these tattoos and all this kind of stuff and it just it stands out and in a good way right um some facts i want to go over about her before i kind of start talking more in detail about like you know when i became a fan of her um so just like you i i found the team 3d thing i thought that was pretty cool that she you know trained at the team 3d academy i know it's a pretty established um you know, place to train. Also, this was a really, you know, a really cool thing I learned about her. Um, her first public match was against Trisha Dora, who is a wrestler I've seen wrestle twice, and I've met her twice. I, I love Trisha. She is awesome, and I, when I met her for the first time, I asked her in person about, you know, coming to the show, and, and she said, yeah, and we, um, I ha- we haven't set anything up yet, but she's someone who's most likely going to be on the show sometime in the future. And, you know, one of my favorite indie wrestlers who actually lives, you know, in the same state of me too. So that, I think that's a really, you know, cool thing. Um, and then like yeah. you mentioned, I'm with WWE in 2018 uh, and she was a part of the May Young Classic and she made it all the way to the third round, which is very impressive. Um, right you know, that really shows what they, you know, thought of her. Like, she had, they, they, I remember the announcers, you know, bringing up the Cinderella story thing with her, because she was, she's smaller. She's not, you know, the tallest, strongest, the biggest, but she's so quick and athletic, and I, her, I think it was her first match was against, you know, this one, um, was it, uh, Vanessa Craven, um, and she was like, you know, bigger, you know, taller, um, you know, female who had that kind of like, you know, giant kind of feel to her. Um, and she like, you know, overcame it. And they, you know, it was like kind of like the David versus Goliath kind of thing. And I, that, that's the first time I saw her wrestling. I was just like, wow, like I want to see more of this chick. Like, and then just in yeah. time, I've seen her you know, in NXT a few times. I remember the first, I think the first time I saw her in NXT was, it was one of the early episodes when they started, you know, airing on USA. She had a match against Rhea Ripley. I remember getting really excited because I heard her theme. She has that really cool, it's it's like the tribal kind of intro. Yeah, and I can't know if she changed her intro yet, but I I actually had forgotten about the match with with, um, Rhea, and that was, that was in like November, October, November, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember being really excited too, because <laughs> I remember I remember I yelled out Lacey Lane, and my wife's like, "It says Caden Carter." I'm like, "You know, this is Lacey Lane." But uh, it was it was a, it was a great moment. I it, it does kind of stink that pretty much all her matches are you know losses, but. It 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 just still is always an exciting moment for me to see her on TV because it's just she always has those moments where she you know has that you know offense and like you mentioned she has that lucha libre kind of you know strong style and 
she's always must watch. Like you, it, it's very common for me during you know NXT, Raw, SmackDown, whatever, to you know be live tweeting and talking to all my friends about what's going on. But when she's on, I put the phone you know to the side and I'm like I'm, I want to see this because you know mm-hmm. she's so quick and wrestlers like that you know it doesn't take you know much time for you to like to miss something big with her and all that but um I mean dang just like I said just like you know it, it, it's crazy like how much I like her and how she's slipped into like my top five and she's only had, you know, a little bit of exposure on TV. And, you know, you mentioned that we're starting to see more and more of her. She's been wrestling like once or twice on Raw, which I, is a big deal. You know, we're yeah. seeing her more in NXT. She had that, you know, feud with uh, Chelsea Green. So that's really showing something. Um, So kind of like what do you think, you know, could be in her future? Like what do you want to see from her down the road? So, in terms of future, so, as you mentioned, we both mentioned that she has a very, her style is very fast. It can take you one quick second to miss something big where her, because a lot of what really makes her special and really makes her move set special is that it's, it's, you could miss a career changing move with her. There, you know, and it's like that's why you're like, I have to put my phone down and like look at the screen because I can miss something. So I totally understand uh, that with her. And personally, for me, you know, that fast, the hits, the you know, it's it, it's almost like I could see her in a extreme rules, hell in a cell type of pay per view. Like, I definitely think she's pay-per-view material. I think she's someone that could hold up in a in a really big main event, um, even if it was for, like, Raw or for SmackDown or for NXT, but even for a pay-per-view, like, I would 100% stop what I'm doing and watch, watch that. Like, it's definitely – she definitely has more than just filler talent. Yeah, no one can really take that away from her. Um, I could see WWE or like NXT giving her this like street fighter Tekken MMA kind of character. I think that would really work well with her her look and her style of wrestling. Um, I, w- I think I would like to see her um, embody a character and have. I feel like that kind of opens the door to to storylines and. Um, feuds because at that point you know you have other people that have their storylines and their characters and their feuds and it makes it easier for you to start being creative with people instead of just kind of like oh you know here's you know ember moon with with her i hate saying gimmick because it sounds it has a really bad annotation but like when you're finding someone that kind of doesn't have that it it does feel as if it's kind of a filler type of deal so if she's given a character of some sort, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a character, you just be kind of an extension of herself, not mm-hmm. alive, or of, you know, you know, I'm this fighter, I'm this, you know, person, when you get in the ring with me, like, you're gonna sweat, you're gonna, you know, I will, I, I'm gonna tire you out, you know, I feel like her style um, meshes well with that, that kind of attitude, and, um, you know, there's no storyline or characteristic for her yet, 
and you know that's all the more better to kind of really discuss her future so like for example um a dream match of mine because this is easy like i like coming up with dream matches for people like this because it's kind of like working with a blank slate um would be kind of like Shayna versus Kaden. I would watch that. Like, I would watch the hell out of that, like 100%, um, because both of them, Shayna's fast, she has an MMA background, um, Kaden's fast, she has like a lucha. So it's like that kind of clash of styles in a way. And Shayna's very strong. Shayna can't, that's the kind of match that Kaden can get um, pushed up really high with um going back to like my hell in the cell idea is she i could see her finding ember moon um and part of the reason why is because like i could see her doing a um i think it'd be really cool to see a hell in the cell match between the two of them like a hell in a cell moon at midnight kind of thing where they like light the stage all like blue kind of like I guess trying to imitate Moonlight and it's kind of like one of those fantasy story fights type of thing kind of going back to like that video game character characteristic to give her um and even with even those two matches like those are two people uh Ember and Shayna that both could give her that push that she needs like I've always mentioned time and time again that WWE um you know they they push who they want to push they'll put people with the right folks to get to where they need to be they'll train them to do their promos like WWE can push stars but it's who they want to push at the time so like you know if they really wanted to they could make Cadence fairly big on any brand and if she was to fans let's say that she you know did what bianca belair did go to raw or um you know shana moves raw just like to have that fight with with becky um i i would like to see someone move over to the blue brand the blue brand so like moving over to um smackdown um because you know we know nxt isn't developmental and i have no issues to stay with nxt but like and built a career there. Um, if she was like on SmackDown, I could see her fighting Sasha. I could see her fighting like someone like Nikki. Um, and kind of, she could kind of be that person that could switch between the two for the blue brand because we've had some people go for a blanket except the red brand. So um, in terms of her future, I could, you know, she, the sky's really the limit. Um, I really can't say why they haven't built her because one, I mean, she's a beautiful woman, gorgeous. She's athletic. She's talented. I mean, she's got a very alternative look, um, and especially like for a woman of color who's who's embodied that kind of alternative look. It's it's very different to see, and not that it doesn't exist in real life, but that representation is so it it can be rare. So you know, it, it's almost kind of like. I don't really know what the hold up is because she she's she has the stardom, she has the potential. I can't really say that I've seen any of like her promos if she's done one. Um but I've seen her trash talking and I mean honestly you can teach someone how to give a good promo. I you know yeah. everything there, you know? 
So what about, what would you think? Like, if, let's say that, like, she, you know, here's how we would push her. How would you push her? If she moved, if she switched the brands, like, who would you want to see her fight? Well, honestly, I think the best thing for her now is the the tag team division. Because, I mean, honestly, the NXT women division is so freaking stacked right now. You know, I, I think she could stand out and do very well in it. But the tag division really needs, you know, some more female tag teams. And she's best friends with uh, Katie uh, Katza, Casey Katza. I can't pronounce her last name. The one from Ninja Warriors. Yeah. Best friends, they've they've um, branded themselves as Team Ninja. They just mm-hmm. never, from my knowledge, I don't think they've ever, like, teamed up on, like, televised you know, you know, on NXT or anything like that. Um, I think that would be the best thing, and I think that would be cool because right now WWE is really high on NXT. We've seen NXT look very strong on the main roster shows. They dominated Survivor Series. Um, Bianca, you know, representing NXT, dominated the Women's Royal Rumble. We saw, you know, the Women's Royal Rumble winner Charlotte Flair go for the NXT Women's Title. They are really high on NXT, and it would not surprise me if, you know, a female, you know, a women's um, tag team from NXT, you know, eventually came into the, you know, the women's tag team title picture. And why not Caden and uh, Casey? You know, they, I, I think they got something good. And what they're doing right now on social media and TikTok is smart. Um, me and Stephanie talk about it all the time. We are in the day and age of, you know, social media and technology. If you're a wrestler and you want to get over, using social media is one of the smartest things to do. It is a good way to get yourself over because if WWE isn't giving you TV time, you can make a name for yourself on social media and get yourself over that way, which can lead to WWE pushing you. Because, yes, wrestlers have done that. I mean, I know Zack Ryder did that with YouTube years ago. Um. You know, it's it's his YouTube channel. Exactly. You need as a wrestler, you need to brand yourself and social media is the best way to do it because you could do it at your own expense. And you know, if WWE isn't giving you T V time, you you know, you brand yourself on there and make a name for yourself and you know, get yourself an audience that way. And her and you know, um Casey, they've been doing it. You know, and I, I love their TikTok videos. I think they're they're really entertaining. And I, I can see them as a tag team, you know, going after the the titles. I, I would have rather have been the Kabuki Warriors, um, but obviously I don't think that's going to be the case now. As, an, as a single star, there's a million and one matches I would love to see Caden um, in. Uh, Ember Moon being probably my top one, like you mentioned. I think she would definitely do really good in like a ladder match, like a money in the bank, you know, ladder match because of her, you know, her her high flying, you know, skill set. I had that in my notes, literally had that same sentiment in my notes was for her to do like a ladder match, like kind of on the lines of what they did for, um, Mia. Take over. Was it take over? And they did, um, They've done a few. They did. They did do a women's ladder match. I don't think it was at Takeover, though. It was on just an episode. Cause that was the one. 
one of the NXT pay-per-views, I think it was like the and it was and the reason I remember it was because it was like we had the NXT pay-per-view and then we had like a WWE pay-per-view that like the next day. It was like the Saturday and Sunday. And like God, I cannot remember what it was, but I remember like the um like something along that line of like if she was doing a three-way ladder match with like me and Yim and like Rhea Ripley, like I would watch that. Mm-hmm. Like something like that. I, I would I'm definitely wish you would like the ladder match. Um, just imagine a ladder match between like Caden, Ember, EO. You got to add some muscle in it to throw Shayna in there. Yeah. And oh my goodness. And Naomi, of course. That would just be killer. Oh, Candace. You got to add Candace. And actually, speaking of that, Candace LeRae versus Caden Carter, that would be awesome. They fought. They fought before. They have fought before. Um, it's probably one of the episodes I haven't been able to watch as much NXT as I wanted to. Uh, so it was in March. She had a um, and honestly, I, I have to say I was a little kind of let down by it. Um, and this is just my opinion. I know it's, it's, you know everyone has their opinion. I love Candice Lord, by the way, so I'm not. It's I don't think it was them, but they fought in March. Um, and I don't really have to feel about it. I didn't hate it. But I also didn't love it because if you watch the match, and it's on YouTube, I think, um, it was very slow. It was clearly rehearsed. It was very much like Candace is trying to get um, a pin on um, Caden around the end. And, you know, it's all like, for me, it, it, it didn't really showcase Caden's abilities all the way that I think that I would have enjoyed seeing it. I, I didn't get my Caden enjoyment. Um, Maybe Candace is holding back. Who knows? Um, which and you know that that match ended with a submission with uh, Candace submitting. Um, yeah, you are right. It was March twenty fifth. I I pulled it up on YouTube. Yeah, that was one of the that was the number one contenders uh, ladder, ladder qualifying match. I remember missing that because I work early mornings on Thursday. Uh, I, I do remember the match happening now that you say that. But, yeah, that, if they actually were given a good amount of time and, you know, were allowed to do what they can do, that would be a stellar match. Right. Um, I, I know this is – I don't want to say a long chuck, but I would love to see WWE book Caden um, in a feud with Charlotte and actually have her dethrone Charlotte as champion. Because the one thing is they're turning all the top, you know, wrestlers in NXT heel – Candace is heel now. Um, EO is heel. Dakota's heel. Charlotte, she's giving me heel vibes. So I feel like whoever dethrones her will be a face. Yeah, she's definitely not a face. Yeah, <laughs> she's a, she, she, you could say she's a, you know, black and white. She's in the middle right now. But, um, you know, the fact that they're putting Caden on TV a little bit more makes me feel like and and she's losing too. It makes me feel like they could be doing that underdog story because that's what they did with Bailey. She was losing a lot, and then she was out with the injury. She came back and just started winning, and then she, after she, you know Sasha, um, they could do something like that with Kaden. I mean, something. I just had that gut feeling that there's something you know there. Like WWE is secretly low key, like really high on Kaden, and they do want to start pushing her. Oh, yeah. They're definitely not cold to her um, at, at all. Like, for her to have screen time, someone someone up there likes her. Yeah. Um, and when she's in a match with people, like, um, 
was Kane versus Bianca. Like, that's one of my favorite matches. And even, even that she lost, it wasn't upsetting. It wasn't, like, it, it, it didn't feel like to me, oh, it's another, you know, squash match or something. Even though she lost, she made Bianca look good. Like, she does not get in the ring and make anyone look bad or make herself look bad by just kind of being there and being a punching bag. She makes people look good. And I think, you know, whoever told her to, like, add the Lucha style to her set, I think is the, is why she's where she is now. And, and getting that lukewarm thing, she, she needs her breakout moment. She needs mm. that breakout match. Exactly. Um, could, could we see her take, like, she, could we see her take a championship, like take the belt off of Charlotte? Like, I, I mean, it's. I feel like it can happen. If and I think it's a very, it's a, it's a good possibility if she continues on the path and maybe like what you said, she leaves, comes back, and you know someone's worked with her on her promos and she's totally different now. Like the Liv Morgan thing. Maybe not. Exactly. Well, not to that, you not know. that drastic, but yeah. the same concept. She went away. She can come back and win matches and, and go up against people. Because that's it. one thing that you mentioned. You mentioned, like, the gimmicks and characters and all that kind of stuff. WWE is different than, you know, a lot of the other wrestling promotions out there. Um, in order to be, you know, one of the top players, you know, in, in whatever division you're in, nine times out of ten you know it's someone with you know some kind of character some kind of persona you know because there's let's just face the fact there's so many good wrestlers on that roster you know you know you know we're in the day and age this is you know wwe in general has the most talented roster they've ever had in the like their roster is so much more talented than the attitude error but guess what that era was more popular because you had the characters yeah, Undertaker, Stone Cold, the right they all had some kind of persona, character, mic skills, all of that. And in WWE, it's proven that you know you need to be well rounded, you need to be able to cut promos, you need to have a character. We haven't been able to you know see Caden do any of that yet because they haven't, you know, done it. So I mean, for all we know, she could be the best promo in the in the freaking business, and we just don't know yet. So I'm hoping that we kind of can see something like that, and, and I hope that she, if she doesn't, that she does develop some kind of character. You 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 mentioned like you know some kind of like Tekken or something like that. It doesn't have to be complicated, right? It doesn't have to be like the Fiend Ray Wyatt where she has you know this costume and you know, this, you know, crazy kind of gimmick or anything like that. It could be simple, you know, um, like AJ Styles is a perfect example. He doesn't have anything fancy on him or anything like that, but he has, he can actually cut a promo. I never knew that because he, you didn't really see him do that too much. You know, I don't remember him doing it in the little time that I watched Impact, but like, it could be simple, you know, um, just, <laughs> I, I, I think she has, from what we've seen, she has pretty much everything. I mean, she has the look. I love her look. She has the skills. I love her entrance, too. I think her entrance is so badass looking. Um, it's just, like, the question is, can she cut a promo? Um, I, and, and that's the thing is, too, the fans need to know about her. Like, we, we want to know her motive and stuff like that and her story. And hopefully they start doing stuff like that with her because – I, I feel like she can be one of the top players in the division. And like I mentioned, you know, earlier in the video um, or episode, I want to 
I want her to be the one who that you know that carries that torch and, and who's someone who could be a role model too because that's like a big deal you know like a lot of you know a lot of people male and female get shamed on for being you know having tattoos and stuff like that I mean I have a relative that thinks tattoos are the most disgusting thing on the planet and you know how dare someone do that to their body like people you know and and it it's bullying you know when people you know say stuff like to that to other people it's upsetting because you know no one likes you know to have anyone say anything negative about you know their appearance and I feel like you know Caden can be that hope and that you know, give people the motivation because that's how I look at Ember Moon. You know, I, you know, dealt with bullying growing up and finding out that she dealt with the same thing. I now idolize her and I saw how she overcame that and now look where she's at now. She's, you know, working for the biggest wrestling promotion on the planet and gives me motivation. Hey, I can get over it. I can overcome these things because I mean, I'm not going to get too detailed in it because that, that's not relevant to this, you know, Caden Carter and all that. But, yeah, like, you would be surprised, you know, when you can relate to a superstar. Because wrestling fans, kids, teenagers, adults, we look up to the wrestlers as, you know, heroes, idols, whatever you want to call it. And we need, you know we need more people like this. We need more people that are more relatable because John Cena's cool, but he's not necessarily relatable because guess what? He's the perfect person. He's a good looking guy who's all muscular and big, you know, that just kind of, you know, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I know a lot of kids love him and all that kind of stuff, but are, can you relate to him? You know, that's the thing. Can People, how many people can relate to an Eva Marie? She's this good-looking model, perfect-looking female. You know, we want, you know, the people that we can relate to. And like I said, Kaden is beautiful. Like she is really beautiful. She has her eyes are just like wow. You know, like she's a very beautiful. But like I mentioned, she has that look that PL. You know, some people shame on. You know, oh tattoos, how dare they? Kind of stuff like that. So I want her to be the one who can really like you know, to be, to be the role model and, uh, you know, the help, you know, give people hope basically. And I, and I feel like she's perfect for the NXT brand too. You know, yeah. NXT is it, I consider it main roster now, but it's still its own separate entity. And it's a, it's a brand where wrestlers can flourish that wouldn't necessarily flourish on raw or SmackDown because at the end of the day, raw and SmackDown has that mainstream audience and, what may be accept, acceptable in NXT may not be acceptable amongst, you know, your mainstream, you know, audience. And it's sad that, you know, your mainstream audience doesn't necessarily look at some of these, you know, really talented wrestlers like we do. And I've seen plenty of really talented wrestlers, male and female, succeed in NXT, but then come to the main re- roster and they just could not relate with, you know, your mainstream fans. Mm-hmm. So I, you yes. know, move brands sometimes because i do think that nxt is like the future like that it's very futuristic in the sense of like the people that may not be conventionally um attractive or someone that you watch um it does give them a platform to be themselves and to be relatable to you know upcoming you know people like me people like you folks that are younger than us 
um, people who have tattoos and, and who may fall out of that realm of what's accepted among society that you know they can look at someone like Kaden and be like you know I you know I can do what I want like she has tattoos and she has like the long blonde locks she beautiful eyes like she and she's not what people consider you know America's standard of beauty but she's still beautiful like if she you know where I'm from she have any man she wanted any any man so you know it's there there is a part of society that doesn't adhere to you know raw's idea of what's successful and beautiful they don't look at john cena and, and think you know me and him have something in common yeah i feel like for me i would be um you know i feel like i would be invested more in people that I can relate to. And a lot of them seem to come out of NXT. Um, and you, sometimes, I think where we're moving is that people like Caden don't need to move to Raw or don't need to move to SmackDown unless they wanted to, mm-hmm. um, just to have that level of notoriety. Yeah. And, and you know, what have you. Um, which, you know, is what it is. And I think that, you know, anyone can build a really successful career at NXT. I think that's very much possible. She's definitely a good example of of that and continue to hold that act that actual role model status, that inspiration, that person to look up to. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I really liked how you worded everything. I think you did it a lot better than you know what I said but I mean it's true like you know a lot of my favorites have come from NXT too and I like at the end of the day like you said if a wrestler goes to NXT you know or from NXT to Raw or SmackDown they get more exposure and I think a lot of these NXT stars do it like I would love the Undisputed Era to be on Raw or SmackDown and you know get more of a mainstream you know audience you know to witness these guys and give these guys you know more attention um and, and I definitely do want to see that, but I also want to see NXT as a brand get more mainstream attention, you know? So it gets, cause I, at the end of the day, like I always want NXT to be what it is just because it's now live on the USA network every Wednesday. I don't want WWE to turn it into a mainstream show. I want it to still be that underground, you know, show that is catered to your hardcore fans. But at the same time, it's like you do want it to get that mainstream attention, too, because guess what? It deserves it. Um, Same thing with AEW, which is it's kind of tough because since they're going head to head, it's like, you know, there's only so many wrestling fans out there. And it's, you know, kind of difficult to watch both. But Mm -hmm. um, it's like there's all these great wrestlers. And it's like I want the mainstream audience to actually give, you know, NXT and AEW more of a chance so they can really, you know, because they can see what we see because a lot of people just tend to just look at these wrestlers and they're like, because I've seen it plenty of times. I've heard people say, oh, well, you know, the men, they have to be big and strong and the women, they have to be good looking and all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, how about if you actually watch NXT? Because I've heard plenty of stories, you know, on podcasts and all that of people having, you know, relatives and friends watch NXT and that was their first time watching wrestling in years and they actually got back into it because of NXT, like, 
I think in time, um, it will start becoming more successful. I think what WWE is doing is really smart. Like, you know, I mentioned um, they're making NXT look very strong on pay-per-views. Like, we saw NXT featured in Survivor Series, um, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. I'm assuming they're going to do something at SummerSlam as well. It's starting to get more eyeballs on the product, and it's to the point where NXT can be itself, and these wrestlers and the brand itself can get that mainstream exposure. Because like you said, NXT is the future. Mm-hmm. I think what they're doing in NXT will help build the future. Um, and we can kind of maybe start seeing Raw or SmackDown kind of start getting more similar to NXT. But then we'll just have to kind of see because I, I do feel like I do like the idea of all three brands having their own separate identity. But I know at one point it seemed like SmackDown was kind of getting more into the sports entertainment kind of thing. Like, you know, Kane Velasquez showed up there and stuff like that. If it, It's a way for it all to be different because if, if Raw, SmackDown, and NXT were the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting the same thing three times a week. So, I mean, if, if NXT stays kind of what it is and then everything else has its own identity. Yeah, but, um, I, you know, we're, it's going to continue to evolve. I hope that it does. And, you know, to take it maybe a step further, you know, the kind of, we could probably see more uh different things tried out again or new things that haven't been done before because, you know, NXT and things like AEW are getting more exposure because they are, I think, to some degree catering a little bit more to both sides of the demographic people that are younger who may be a little more progressive in the sense of how they view um, beauty and talent and what have you and the folks that kind of went away from wrestling for a while to adult and you know they're coming back and seeing what NXT is doing coming back and seeing what AEW is doing and liking both products and um it's like the new age of wrestling and you know to kind of bring it back to Kate in a little bit would be kind of thinking of um I was watching her match with uh Leah Rush and that was an intergender match and it got me kind of thinking of you know what if what if wwe or nxt brought that to their um to their brands and granted it it is it's very controversial controversial about when fighting men and whatnot i personally believe that you know you have two folks that are athletic maybe of different genders but we do know that WWE and NXT are scripted to some degree. So you can effectively control the environment so that it is fair to to, to degree. And it can, I think that there's a good way that that can be done. And so I'm thinking, you know, with us progressing maybe to that point, Caden has already shown us that she can, she, she can be up there with the guys as well as the women. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like, you know, could she be someone that if they brought like an inter, it, uh, you know, um, mixed gender matches, like could she be top of that? Because she has shown us that she can't Leo Rush and like, but also adding to that PG family friendly thing that WWE, you know, trying to really go for and continue to go for. Um, you know, even with that match with Leo Rush, who's while fighting a guy, it was still 
interacting with the kids and like interacting with them and I'm sure that's a little bit why WWE liked her to begin with but if they were to make something like that an intergender match like Kanan could be queen of that Mm -hmm. it would be cool if WWE actually like maybe like created a title for like the intergender title where an a male or female could win um if they were ever to do anything like that, it would probably stay with NXT. Right. You know, uh, at, like, I, I would love it. I would be, you know, on board for it. I, you know, I, I've seen plenty of intergender matches. I actually saw my first one when I went to um, primetime wrestling back in um, early March, like like a week before this lockdown, you know, stuff started. And I, it was a really fun experience, honestly. Um it's just the issue is it's just how society would look at it. You know, they would look at it as promoting, you know, domestic violence. It just it, people are just unfortunately very sensitive these days and they wouldn't look at it as, oh, just two two people just wrestling and obviously we all know it's you know, the matches are fixed. You know, it's you know, they're not really fighting each other. It's one thing if back in the gladiator days when you put two people you know yeah it's wrestling you know but it's just people just a society i think it's more so they don't want like their kids watching it and then thinking it's okay for a male and a female to fight it's just at the end of the day it's how society will look at it and then their their sponsors you know that's one thing that some people don't think about their sponsors can be very strict about what they do and at the end of the day their sponsors pay them you know that you know they're, that's part of the profit that they make. And as a company, you kind of have to abide by that. I mean, if I were WWE, I would, you know, get sponsors that would be okay with that. But I guess, you know, the ones they have pay more, you know, I'm not like we mentioned, you know, last night at one heel heat podcast that we don't know what goes on behind, you know, these doors and the financial situation and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it is a business. We do see, intergender interactions here and there like we saw Nia Jackson Royal Rumble last year which was pretty I was surprised I mean they she took a beating at the end with the the 619 Dolph Ziggler super kick and then the RKO um a few years ago they did Becky Lynch versus James Ellsworth so they've done it but they're very it's very rare very tall so like something to consider I think if we're gonna you know, if NXT wants to continue the the talk about being progressive and being the new age of wrestling, you know, and, and not just NXT, I mean, AEW as well, you know, be the future. I mean, you got to look at futuristic yeah. uh, concepts. So, like, not just sticking to what's been done, you know, every, you know, every year and, and looking at, you know, could society be uncomfortable with it? Sure, but we also know that Nia Jax, that that fight, I mean, that has continues that continues to be talked about, and mm-hmm. they and WWE thrives off of being talked about. Yes, they so, do. And it's like it may be uncomfortable, but you know, your sponsors didn't stop paying you when Nia hit the guy, and you know, it's just. And and then if your sponsors are not moving with the times, maybe think about, you know, why are they your sponsors and is the money really worth it to be stagnant? Exactly. Um, Because, I mean, intergender wrestling has always been popular in the indies, but it was actually starting to make some noise and impact with uh, Tessa Blanchard. 
that has, you know, and I thought when that was all going on, like this might actually start opening the doors, you know, for them doing it like in WWE and all that. But unfortunately with the situation with Tessa Blanchard, I haven't heard anything about her lately, actually. Speaking of that, I know she won the title and then things just kind of died down. But like, I was really looking at that situation as, you know, WWE doing this because there's been plenty of times where Impact or even AEW has done stuff and WWE has mimicked it. If something is getting over in another promotion, nine times out of ten, WWE will try it too. I mean, when that whole Matt Hardy, um, that weird match, well, what was it called? He did with Jeff Hardy at the Hardy Compound or whatever. They, oh, that's bothering me now. The I think it was like the deletion match or whatever. But WWE ended up doing almost the exact same thing with the Wyatt family and the New Day. Mm -hmm. So they saw how over that got. They did that like a month or two later. Um, Even like supposedly AEW did something cool with their camera angles when this whole like, you know, zero crowd arena thing started and WWE did it like the next week. So, I mean, they mm-hmm. yes, and they notice when something is getting over in another company, they notice it, and, you know, they usually try it. And I was kind of thinking that maybe that was going to be the case with this intergender wrestling thing. Right. But they obviously haven't done it, and we haven't, you know, since that whole hype has died down, it's, like, kind of, like, losing hope. I think I think it would be cool at the end of the day. I just – don't ever see it being a regular thing. And maybe it's not a regular thing. Maybe it's a, like a pay-per-view thing. Maybe it's it's just something that that is done occasionally. Yeah. Because I remember when they used to do mixed tag team match matches on Facebook Live, and WWE did that for a while. Um, you know, it wasn't like the next big huge thing you know by any stretch of the imagination but it was something different that they were trying out so you know they've done it before um and it may have not been completely man on woman but you know it was a tag team where you know men come in come out women come in and then women go out um so maybe you know something like an extension of that I thought that was a pretty cool idea in general, like live streaming wrestling on social media. Like I thought that was kind of, and I feel like it will be the future, like seeing stuff like that. Supposedly before they made that deal with SmackDown um, on Fox, I think like Facebook even offered WWE like a contract, you know, that has SmackDown on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I was actually kind of on board with that idea. Like it would be different watching it from your phone, but I feel like we're, you know, we're moving, you know, in the future of things and just kind of finding other ways to watch wrestling and stuff like that would be pretty cool. But kind of like, you know, going back to Caden Carter and all, like, I I definitely think I I, I could see her being someone who could do the intergender matches and the kind of get that, you know, the kind of maybe like also like, you know, lead the way with that. Like, Leo Rush was in WWE, and they could have, you know, done that match. Um, We don't know if he was one of the ones who was released or furloughed, so they could bring him back. But there's plenty of wrestlers she could do with. I, I, she could do with Cedric Alexander. That would be fun. Ricochet. I think it would even be fun seeing her do it with Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. 
Right. I mean, oh, like that that happened. Um, you know, and, and and even if it's people like um, in NXT, you know, because you had mentioned to your point, you know, she didn't need to jump jump around. Um, you know, she can build her brand in NXT, and honestly, um, you know, it, it's not like we're gonna see a different Kaden. Yeah. Promotion like for Raw, for example, when she did her debut on Raw, um, you know, it was very interesting to see that Leo Rush fight from like three years ago to her fight with Asuka uh, this year, it still feels like the same Caden. You know, mm-hmm. nothing's been dumbed down, nothing's been changed, nothing's softer, um, you know, nothing's prettier. And not in the sense of like, you know, polished like WWE is. It's like, it's still 100% Caden. And I respect yeah. a lot of that. And, you know, it was in her, her jump to Raw, or I don't really say jump, but like that first match on Raw, um, it was meant to be a squash a bit, but like it still didn't, it didn't feel like that. You know, mm-hmm. she fought Charlotte Flair again. Like this is now in our no crowd days. Um, fighting Charlotte still very entertaining. I mean, it doesn't seem like there would be any change, good or bad. If you know, obviously not bad, if she you know she didn't need to jump. Um, she could fight someone like Adam Cole. Yeah fight someone like you know I mean and they could get silly with it they could really get kind of like in-depth with it and be like you could go up against um Tommaso Ciampa like you you can get silly and I think you know sometimes you find some really good gems when you just kind of step out of the box for a minute and yeah it's definitely an out-of-the-box girl definitely alternative definitely you know play with fire with her yeah, why not? I mean, I like when WWE takes chances and they do, you know, new things. Even if it doesn't work out, I, you know, at least you could say, hey, they tried. There's been plenty of things they've done that I just thought was, you know, hey, this clearly didn't work out, but they're trying and that's good. Instead of just doing the same thing and just being repetitive and predictable, it is nice seeing them do different things. And that would be a cool idea to do with Caden. She's proven to do it. And with her having that unique look, I feel like they could, you know, start doing some unique things with her in the ring, you know, wrestling other men or just anything. Like, I, I if you're going to open up the box and play with fire, why not with Caden? You know, she seems like the kind yeah. of people that would, you know, be down for that. I think she, I think she's hungry for a challenge, you know. And like you had mentioned, um, you know, having the potential to be um, an NXT champion. Um, you know, I think, like, what do you think would be um, that, what would you foresee that journey looking like for her? Because, it, you know, it, it's, it, she may not, she may be NXT forever, nothing wrong with that, but no. for her to be NXT champ, um what like what do you think like her fights would need to look like as someone like her someone so different so unique um they would need to tell a good story she's the she's the underdog story because she's smaller too i feel like they're already doing it if that were the case and they want to you know put her up there 
because she's been losing. And that's the thing is that's the underdog story because no one believes that she would do it because she has more losses than wins. Mm-hmm. And they can start building that story where she's getting frustrated. She's motivated. She wants to prove everyone wrong. Then she starts climbing. She gets, you know, you know, just a regular mid card win. And then she just kind of starts winning some more matches. She gets that momentum and it's like, Hey, I want Charlotte. I want this championship. Then you have one of the higher ups or even Charlotte can come out herself and say, Hey, you know, you haven't established yourself enough. You're not ready. Yada, yada, yada. You know, she goes through more challenges because that's kind of what they did with Bailey. She, well, it was more of her wanting to prove that she could be the best. She went through, Charlotte, she went through um, Becky, and then, you know, she had the match with Sasha. So I want to see her kind of go through some of the top players in NXT. It would be cool, and definitely to have a number one contender match, like in some way, shape, or form. You know, they could put her in a number one contender match against Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. She's, a, you know, the former champ, and it would be good for it to be like a, you know, pretty long match. Um, I agree. Even if it was, it can even be kind of random too. They could put her in a ladder match or something like that, you know. Um, I don't know. Just, you know, something, it could be a fatal four way or something like that. She could win and they could build the story that way. And, and, and you were talking about chances. Her, you know, challenging and beating Charlotte is taking a chance because we, because of the fact that she has only had so much exposure. We don't know how over she really is, especially now without there being a crowd. You know, you're not going to get the pops. You're not going to see the crowd reactions. So it it's a chance. But if you're going to take a chance, why not? Because we already know EO's already established. Candace is established. Dakota's pretty much established. Why not take a chance and build someone else? Because then you could – all these other established women in NXT, you could start kind of throwing them around Raw and SmackDown and kind of helping freshen things up because they could use a nice, you know, change of pace with the women's roster on Raw and SmackDown. And there's so much depth in NXT where you could do that and you can you could put Rhea and Candice, Dakota, put them on, you know, Raw and SmackDown and then kind of – have some of these other women because there, there's a lot of other women in NXT that just don't get enough TV time that are really good. Zia Lee, I, I really like her. Um, Santina Garrett, also another you know wrestler I really like. Um, I'm trying to think who else is down there in NXT. Um, even um, Shotzi Blackheart. There, there's plenty of women you could build this roster around. You know that just aren't really you know your typical people because for the longest time it's been literally the same women in NXT getting the spotlight Dakota, EO, Candice, Rhea um, and Bianca for the longest time now she's on Raw you know which I'm very happy for so it's like it's I, I think it's time you know to start utilizing these other women and I, I just feel like you know um, Caden's the girl like she's the one I want to see if she fits NXT mold and like you know, and that's and that's the thing. NXT has always been its own identity, and it's because they they book the wrestlers that you know you wouldn't that aren't your traditional you know kind of champs. Like Kevin Owens was champion. He wasn't your typical protege when it comes to you know your top stars. Same thing with Sami Zayn and um, 
you know, Ember Moon was the, you know, women's champion at one point. Rhea Ripley, you know, she she's not your typical, you know, model looking female. Like I and I wanna see them continue to be what they've always been. You know, it's the it's the brand that you know caters to the hardcore fans. They focus on the wrestling, they're simple. And I want them to establish Caden there and then, you know, kind of go from there. Will she ever go to Raw and SmackDown? I don't know. But um, I would love to see her go to Raw and SmackDown and, and be successful. I will say that. But I, I, I want to see her be, you know, become established first in NXT. Right. Which is what they did with Bianca. They established her in NXT. She didn't need to win the championship to do it. And now she's on Raw doing her thing. So it's kind of like establish her first. With NXT starting to get more popular, it's on live TV now. You can, you know, establish wrestlers there and then bring them the Raw and SmackDown, and they'll have more of a chance to have success. Because I'll say, like, back in 2013 when The Shield debuted, I did not know who any of the, those wrestlers were. If, if they were in NXT now and came up as The Shield, they, you know, they would get a big pop. People would know who they are. I didn't know who Big E was when he debuted. Mm. I didn't know who um I'm trying to think. I didn't know who the Nexus were, you know, when they were doing their thing too. So it's like NXT's, you know, such a big thing. When these wrestlers debut, people know who they are and they get these pops. Kevin Owens had a pop when he came out. Um Adam Cole, you know, he had a pop when he, you know, came out in the Royal Rumble two years ago. Like these wrestlers, these NXT stars are getting pops now because people know who they are and at, and NXT, now that they're, you know, ever since October, they've been on live T, they're only going to get more established. And, you know, like I said, they've been doing a good job of giving it that mainstream attention you know, through with the main roster pay-per-views. And Charlotte Flair going down to NXT is also going to help give it more attention. She's, you know, future Hall of Famer. She's in NXT now. People are going to want to see what she's doing in NXT. And that would be good for Caden. If Caden can dethrone Charlotte Flair and become the new champion, that would do wonders for her career. Yeah. That's why they would move someone like Charlotte down. When I, I don't want to say down, but moving Charlotte to NXT to maybe help build that division. Um, because to your point, there are a lot of people on the roster that we just don't see. And, to, you know, and for me personally, I don't, I don't personally think you always need someone from the red brand or the blue brand to go to NXT um, because you, so again, WWE can build stars. They can do it. It's about whether or not they want to or not. You know, if they really wanted to push Caden, if they really wanted to push, you know, Mercedes, um, um, you know, someone like Mercedes, someone like Caden, someone like, all these people like EO, like they, they had to do the work to push EO. They had to do the work to push Candace. They didn't just kind of fight the right people or mm -hmm. say the right things. There is a corporate hand in it. And, you know, sooner that I think people kind of also accept that, you know, there has to be that, that perfect storm. Um, to understand that, you know, they do have a, a say in who's, who, who, pushes goes to the top and who does not um so it, it just for me it's just kind of like what else really does Kaden need to do like I I guess for me that's that's where my question lies sometimes really. it's just 
doing what you're supposed to do and you'll just get it. Like Dakota Kai, she was in the same position for a while. She was, you know, jobbing and losing all the time to women. And now look where she's at. Sometimes it's just timing, you know. Um, Ember Moon was doing nothing but live events. She was not on NXT television at all for a whole year before she even got television time. It's just, like I said, it's timing. It's when it's your time. You know, they have plans for other people and they want to, you know, execute them plans first. And then it's it's a rotation, basically. It's like, you know, um, they have the people they want to push. And then I, I think it, at the end of the day, NXT is still going to be that brand where they're going to kind of get you ready for Raw and SmackDown. I know we've seen there, there's clearly a lot of people there that could go to Raw and SmackDown and be successful, Undisputed Air being one of them. But they're mm-hmm. also trying to build the brand too and, you know, kind of do things like that. But I still think that NXT is still going to be that brand where they're still going to develop, you know, your, you know, talent and to kind of put them on that mainstream pedestal but then at the same time it also depends like where nxt goes to if nxt starts getting just as popular as raw and smackdown then you know we may not see it it, it, things may not be like that you know it just depends on you know what goes on in the future but yeah so we have to see i think And, and continue to hope that she continues to get the the attention that she very well deserves. Um, because it seems to have worked out for others. You know, exactly. Ember and, and Dakota, Rhea, you know, and the people even on Raw and SmackDown, you got to start somewhere. So. Exactly. Not everyone comes into the business and just immediately gets pushed. You know, it's it's doing your time and part of it is just you know also it's stuff that we don't see um you know how you carry yourself backstage we've also another thing we mentioned on the heel heat podcast like there's wrestlers who have poor attitudes and you know and it's just like at a job like if you're a manager and one of your employees wants to get promoted are you going to promote them if they just have a poor attitude they don't get along with everyone else you know mm-hmm. same thing applies in wrestling and with these wrestling promotions um so i mean as long as dakota dakota <laughs> as long as kaden because we're just talking about dakota but as long as kaden carter is you know going out there she's doing what she's supposed to be doing she's putting on the good match she's She's carrying herself well backstage. She'll be fine, you know. Um, same thing with Candace. She wasn't, you know, doing much for the longest time other than just being Johnny Gargano's wife. Now she's also being featured heavily. It it may be another year before Caden, you know, gets into a big story and becomes featured, you know. But it, I feel like if she does what she needs to do, she will because she has everything and – there's nothing more than I want to see right now in NXT than to see her succeed. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, and, you know, like you said, she deserves the spotlight, and that's why we're doing the spotlight episode. Cause, like, that's, and that's what I like to do with this podcast. I like to give, you know, a spotlight and attention to women wrestlers who just straight up deserve it, whether you're in NXT, WWE, the Indies, you know, that's what the show is all about. And that was a big reason why I was really high on doing this episode because I really want to do, you know, and give her the spotlight. And 
I want to do it now, you know, because I feel like more than ever, like, you know, these wrestlers really need it. And they're going through, you know, a tough time, too, with, you know, COVID-19. And, you know, I, I think, you know, this, you know, and, and any, you know, positive attention they get from their fans, I'm sure they really appreciate it, whether they, you know, actually, you know, acknowledge it or not. They, I do know that, you know, they really do appreciate it just, you know. So, yeah, it's what to respond to yeah. yeah. Well, do you have anything else? No. I, we can wrap it up. Yeah, I think we uh, said everything that we have written in our notes and more. So that's always good. I mean, we dedicated a good yeah. like hour and a half to a little over an hour and a half to this episode, which is great. Like I said, there was, you know, a lot that we had to say about Caden, so we got it out. So hopefully that this, you know, you know, hopefully that a lot of people see this and, you know, kind of start putting more attention, you know, towards her and, and hopefully she actually, you know, watches this too. Yeah. Or retweet it. Yeah. That would be pretty cool because I mean, we I've done a few spotlights and from my knowledge you know I don't know if any of them seen it so that's always cool knowing that they seen it because I know with those wrestling girls they did a spotlight on Naomi and she actually listened to it and tweeted them about it so that you know that was pretty cool seeing that and you know that would that would be really dope if Caden uh, saw this and you know especially if she you know hey you know if she if she mentions like you know hey I would love to be on the show one day I'd be like yes. That would be amazing. You can finally get your shirts. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if it, and if she at least you know has some old shirts laying around from her indie days and she wants to sell them to me, I would definitely buy them or eight by tens. Yeah. Or if she has you know wristbands too. That seems to be a popular thing for the indie wrestlers to sell. But yeah, I think that wraps everything up. You don't have anything else you want to add? Well, I think we have said, you know, everything from our notes and more, and that's really all you can ask for. It's always a good podcast when you can go off script, so it's been a pleasure, as it always is. Always, yep, and uh, for everyone who listened to this episode from its entirety, thank you so much. I know an hour and a half is a long time to dedicate an episode, (laughs) so... Yeah, thank you all for tuning in to O Face Wrestling. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on uh, YouTube, and then also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you all have a great night. And same to you, Bree. And thank you again for making your fourth appearance on O Face Wrestling. I'm so glad to be a part of it. So yeah, everyone stay safe. Um, wash your hands, and and just we will get through this together. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Bye. Bye.